How's everybody doing? Today's email comes from Dean Furman. He's from Johannesburg, South Africa. He says, I've really been enjoying your shirim on the daf since I heard about you in the Sheer on Meaningful People podcast. Proper Gishmak. I'm part of the Fiyomi College in Johannesburg, South Africa. We're full morning, 9 to 1, learning the daf and enjoy reviewing the daf by watching your video at the end of each day. Your visual stories and jokes make the daf come alive. Not only is the way you teach awesome, but the way that you have created a community of Hebra that has so much achtos. My great friend and neighbor, Antonino, his dad is Italian, is making Aliyah from South Africa in two weeks' time. And he's moving to Ramah Bet Shemesh. I told him about the amazing share in the community. And he's super keen to join and learn with you in person. I hope there is space. He goes on to say that he hopes that the amazing kindness of the Hever is going to welcome him, etc. Keep up the great work, Dean Furman. Beautiful. So, Sukkot Aleph. Yesterday, we learned that according to Shmuel, we're talking about Akila. It's a covering on top of a bed. And according to Shmuel, it's permitted to sleep in a kila that's inside of a sukkah, even though the kila has a rooftop of a tefach, as long as it's not ten tefach. And today we're learning about another lashon, not necessarily a contradiction to the first lashon. If this kila does not have a roof at all, doesn't have a tefach, it finishes off at a point, so you're allowed to sleep in it even if it's taller than yud tefachim ten tefachim. So it goes like this, a kila is very, very temporary. So therefore, it's only also if you have a combination of two things, that it's ten tefachim tall, and it has a roof of a tefach. A kinaif, which is on the other side, it's completely permanent, because it has a roof, it's also even less than ten tefachim. Nakhlitin is smack in the middle. It's a little bit more permanent than a kila, it's less permanent than a kinaif, it's also if it has ten tefachim. Rabbi Yehuda says it's mutter to sleep underneath a bed. And he says, in fact, that's how we used to do it in front of the Chachamim. The reason is because a bed is an oil aray. It's a temporary tent oil. And the permanent oil of the sukkah is mevatalit. And Rabbi Baravuna added, not only a bed, which it's common practice to sleep on top of the bed and not underneath it. So you think that's why maybe it's not also to sleep under. But even a kilo, which the derech is to sleep in it, and it has a rooftop of one tavach and it's more than ten tfachim, it's mutter to sleep in it. Brand new Mishnah, we actually learned this once before. If you take a vine and you put it on top of the sukkah or gourds or ivy, any kind of crawling branch, and then you mix it up with the schach, it's possible. If the schach has a roiv and you mix it in, then it's kosher. And if you snip the vine at the source, so it's no longer mechubar lekarga, it's not connected to the ground, it's kosher. According to Rab, you don't have to lift up the schach at all because when you snip it, that's considered you put it down. According to Shmuel, you must lift up the schach. And the same halacha applies by tzitzis. Let's say you take a very long, long string, and you put it in four times, you keep on putting it through the hole over and over, and now, and you made all the knots, and only afterwards you cut the, the ends. It's like the maisa we had with Reb Amram Chasida, he was a big chassid, he held that women are chayv in tzitzis because it's a, not a mitzvah, he made tzitzis like that for his wife, but he forgot to snip off the end. And Rav 
paskin snipping off the end that's creating the tzitzis and it's mutter if you are to take the tzitzis and put it through two of the corners two of the holes same thing like before but now it's two corners and before you made any of the knots you snipped it it's kosher what's the big chiddush because i think the Torah says hakanaf it's supposed to put it through one corner you put it through two it should be a problem kamash knot. there's a question on rav from a mefurish so that says that if you put the string of the tzitzis through the hole and you make the knots and then you snip the ends it's possible we don't have a way out of that b'risa but there's another b'risa that's not a big cash on rav it says in the b'risa just like our mission that if you take the vines of a grape and you put it on top of the sukkah it's tasa v'loymina asui you there was schach that you made afterwards kosher and we have to say that he, of course he cut it from the source, otherwise it would be another problem, mechuber. And it says that it's possible. So Rav is going to have to explain that we're talking about shalfinu. He didn't cut it, but he broke it off and it stayed right there. So it looks as if it's mechuber and that is the iser. If a hadas, one of the hadasim has more grapes, berries, than leaves, so the halacha is you must r- remove the leaves but before yantav. On yantav itself you're not allowed to because it's misaka money, you're fixing the kli. You're fixing the adas. What if you were over and you fixed it on yantav? So machlaikis. Now it's interesting. There are three things that need to come together in order to say that this is also. First of all, you have to say that you mechuyiv to bimagid, put the arabas adas and luv together. Second, that just like a sukkah does a tasa v'lemonasi, lulav also has tasa v'lemonasi. And third of all, that when you break off the berries, that's not considered making the hadas. So whoever's machshur this kind of hadas, ayyantav, has to say that he's mechulik on one of these three things. Rebutev says that you mechulik to put the lulav hadasim and arabas together, he learns gzair shava. Rabbanan never had that gzair shava from the rebbes, so therefore they don't have the, the gzair shava. According to Rabbanon, even though there's no chiyov to put the hadasim together with the aravas, but if you do it, there's a special mitzvah, it's the keli v'anveyu, it's not the fun of mitzvahs, make the mitzvahs beautiful. Says the Mishnah, there's a cloud, there's a rule. Anything that's mekabal tumma and doesn't grow from the ground, you shouldn't use for schach. And if it grows from the ground, and it's not mekabal tumma, you use it as schach. According to Rebbe Liezer, the sukkahs in the midbar were actually clouds, the ananiya covered. And by clouds, it says in Bereshis, the eight yalim and arts. Where does a cloud come from? It comes from the ground. So it's not Makabal Tumah, it comes from the ground. That's how we know this idea. According to Rabbi Kiva, that says that in the Midbar, it was real sukkahs, not a cloud. So he has to learn from a different source, as we'll see in tomorrow's daf. Have a wonderful day.